By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. Westplex 1071, you are listening to BS in the Morning. I am Brad, he is Shelly, and together we make BS. <laughs> oh, I missed that one. Still don't know what it means, but... Come on, get it out of your system. I would actually rather have liposuction. Okay. Your user agreement sucks. Yes, it does. I love big boys. I'm sorry, what? I love big boys. Big boys? Shelly, what's this BS about being a grandma? Don't you know you can't say that anymore? You are a grand person. Yes, I'm you, a grandma. You are a grand person. That's what you are. Grandma. Want. No, you're not. You're a grand person. It is BS in the morning, 6.15. BS in the morning, uh, Trimal Cast on 104.5 KSLQ, AM 1350 Crap, and uh, 107.1 Westplex. Man, all sorts of stuff to talk about today. First off, you know, I'm supposed to get uh, on, uh, not uh, tonight, uh, I think, what, Wednesday morning, Thursday morning, Friday morning, supposed to drop into the 20s for our low in the morning. So which is it? Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday morning? I believe all three. I think it's going to get here. Let me look at it again. Uh, we just have the weather forecast just a minute ago, but she didn't She didn't go that far. Uh, she just gave like 48-hour forecast. Yes, uh, Thursday, 28, Friday, 28, Saturday, so 28. So it's it's uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Three days in a row, temperatures are going to dip below freezing. You know, I talked about this before. Didn't it, Doesn't it seem like when we go from fall to, for, from summer to fall, and then from winter to spring, that like, like for example, uh, one day it's 80, the next day it's 40. You know, it's like, what happened to like the 70s and the 60s? It's called St. Louis. <laughs> It's just like there's no transition, you know. Must you've been here your whole life? Yeah, but like this is a surprise to you. I don't remember it being like this abrupt, you know. I mean, like I thought it was like slowly, you know. Okay, one day the high is ninety, the next day the high is eighty nine, next day high is eighty six. You know what I mean? And it sort of goes like that, and then doesn't seem like that. Seems like one day the high is ninety, the next day the high is fifty. It's like okay, what happened? Anyway, you know, with the you know what they say about people talking about the weather. What do they say about that? The well, same people that look at the obituaries? <laughs> there's some people that, that claim that that's the worst small talk in the world. You know, Weather? The, yeah, the worst small talk in the world is weather. Cause it's always exciting in St. Louis. Well, you can't do anything about it. It's not like politics where we can say, hey, you know what? We're going to get we a new... Can't do, uh, clearly, we can't do anything about politics either. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, hey, Holt, you're saying that on election day? Today's an election day. It is an election day. Yeah. Although, you know what's crazy? I don't know if all the polls are open. Like, for example, in St. Charles County, they have the uh, thing on the ballot in Darden Prairie about a tax increase. I think that's the only tax increase in St. Charles County. I think there was one in St. Louis County. But if there's nothing on the ballot, in like in the other places, like if you vote like in St. Peter's or, or let's say you vote like in St. Louis County or St. Louis City and there's nothing on the ballot, do they open the polls? I mean, you know, because obviously in Darden, if you live in Darden Prairie, some there has to be a place for you is to go like, vote today. 
Is that like, does a tree fall and make well, a noise when there's nobody there? I'm just curious. Now, I've gone to vote when there's been like one or two things on the entire ballot. <laughs> you know, when you go and there's like, there's one, you know, two things on the entire ballot. It's like, okay, why does everybody show up? And they do that on purpose because like, for example, today, okay, in Darden Prairie, they probably said, hey, what day could we put a tax increase on the ballot when nobody would show up to vote against it? You know what I mean? <laughs> And, you know what? <laughs> Stranger things have happened. Well, but, and like, for example, in some areas, like in, in Virginia, this crazy governor battle that's going on, and everybody's saying, like, now all the political gurus are going, like, oh, this is an indication of what's going to happen. Because if you know Virginia, Virginia, uh, last just last year, a year ago, not a year ago today, because, you know, wasn't today wasn't the election day a year ago. It was like, what, the 7th or something like that, wasn't it? Can't remember last year. Anyway, almost a year ago um, in Virginia... Biden won by 10 points, Biden being the Democrat. And here we've got a situation where uh, this uh, McAuliffe guy, who used to be the governor of Virginia, now he wants to be the governor again. Think about that for a minute. He's the governor for one term, then he sits it out, and he wants to come back again. Why would that happen? You know, I don't understand the the mechanics behind that. Anyway, uh, supposedly he was going to be shoo-in, and now there are people. I read this story that in England... The betting people that bet on American uh, elections, they say he's, they're betting against him. They're saying that this other guy is going to win, that, you know, the Republican dude's going to win it in Virginia, and it's not going to be the Democrat. And everybody's going, like, oh, my God, if this happens, this is going to be an indication that White Castle will start selling pizza. They did start selling pizza. <laughs> Where are they selling pizza at again? You told me this. I'm sorry? Where are they selling pizza at? They're not selling pizza here in St. Louis at the White Castle's. Where'd They're you... supposed to be. No. Where did you hear that? I told you I this. No. I told you the story in Kansas City before they went out of business in Kansas City. They were they were they were uh, White Castle slash Church's fried chicken. You could go into a White Castle and get and get a you know a you know a number one of of hamburgers and a number one of chicken. That's my well, favorite. It's probably one. because the owner owned both franchises. No, I don't. But I see. I don't think White Castle's a franchise. I think each one of them is a company-owned store. I don't think they sell franchises. I'm pretty sure that's the way with White Castle. I'll double-check that. But but you know what? You and I talk about the most important things. Whether or not White Castle is being franchised. You know? Can Can I tell you something? Sure. I, I watched a video last night that to me was absolutely positively fascinating. Okay. Okay. And and I know you're going to roll your eyes because you're going to, this is his Brad and his nerd video stuff. There's this guy in Wichita, Kansas called Hoovy. That's what he calls himself. He has a YouTube channel called Hoovy's Garage. And the interesting part of Hoovy is that he lives in a house that has a 12-car garage. You know, I talk about Del Wamsley lives in a car uh, garage or yeah. a house that has a 20-car garage. This guy has a 12-car garage. And it's pretty interesting. I saw two videos about him, one of which he explained his life, about how he was a failed car salesman. He worked for CarMax and hated it. Then he started his own used car lot and lost his butt. And then, you know what, you know, after he, he lost his, you know, all his money trying in the car business, you know what he did? He went to work for his father, who owned Taco Bells. Okay? Okay. So he Fair worked enough. he worked at his father's uh, he worked for his father and actually started running Taco Bells. And then one day, his dad came along to him and said, his real name's Tyler. Hey, Tyler, there's this new chain of restaurants that I think is going to really be big, and I think you should buy one. And his dad goes, 
you know, he goes like, well, I can't afford one. He goes, hey, I'll help you buy the first one. But I think once you buy the first one, it'll just take off. And you know what chain of restaurants it is? No. Freddy's. He was one of the first guys in the country to buy Freddy's restaurants. Okay. Now, really? Yes. Now he's a multi-millionaire. Okay. And he's and he talks about how he I think he owns like twelve Freddies. And he doesn't he doesn't work anymore. I mean, it doesn't work at the restaurants. He's got a whole management team. And he his full time job now is he does YouTube videos. So what he's done is and what's interesting because I've noticed this too, there's all these guys out of Kansas who are YouTube stars, and almost all of them are out of Wichita. I'm going like, okay, what's the deal with YouTube video stars and Wichita? They're all his friends. They're all, like, for example, the one guy he got to do uh, is the guy, it, if you watch his videos, he's always buying these. He buys these down-in-the-luck down in uh, cars, expensive cars that have been, like, miled out or haven't been taken care of. Especially, Neglected, yeah. Well, yeah, especially, like, BMWs and things like that. Because if you don't keep up those German cars, they just don't run. I mean, they're just, you know, I mean, it's just you just got to constantly maintain them. So the first guy that's puts his own YouTube channel up is his mechanic. This guy's got a, his name is, I can't remember his real name, but he's got, and everybody has these crazy names. He's the car wizard. So he puts up a YouTube channel. All these guys, and, and one after another, all these people, another guy that, you know, he had one one mechanic that, that does nothing but BMWs. And that guy put up, and, he, and Tyler would said to him, hey, you need to put up a YouTube channel. And he go, oh, I don't want to do it. And, he, and he'd bug him, you need to, put, need to put up a YouTube channel. And that guy's the car ninja. So all these guys now are making money. And matter of fact, he talked about the car wizard. The car wizard bought two yachts with the money he's making from YouTube videos. And his wife just bought a Maserati. I'm thinking Rock to myself, on. what am I doing talking on the radio? Living their best life. <laughs> what am I doing talking on the radio when I could be doing YouTube videos? Of course, nobody would watch my YouTube YouTube videos. That's but, not true. Well, but I just I completely disagree with you on that. You have, but completely. see, see, here's the thing: you have to have a niche, and the car niche is huge because of the fact that there's all sorts of sponsors for that. Think about it for a minute. There's all sorts of sponsors. You can sponsor, you know, like all these different companies. Like, for example, I've, I'll throw out a name to you. You probably never heard before. The guys in the car business know LKQ. You know what LKQ is? No. LKQ is a company that owns junkyards all over the country. And they have a reputation for being very, very, very good junkyards to the point where if you blew your engine up in your new car and you wanted to put a used engine in, you'd call up an LKQ junkyard and they would have an engine that they have that they would they'd guarantee and certify. They'd take it out of the car, they'd put it on a test stand, they'd run it, make sure it ran properly, and then they'd sell it to you. And if it didn't work right, they would give you another one. And, and, and for example, then there's cars, there's a company called Premier Leasing, which leases exotic cars. If you can't afford, you know, like if you want to buy a Maserati or a Ferrari or a Lamborghini, you call up Premier Leasing, and Premier Leasing will lease it to you. I mean, and all these companies are advertising on these channels. But it's, it's, it's see, if you sat there and you did a YouTube channel with, um, you know, how to do a recording. No, if you sat there and can. you. But Shelly, the problem is no, there's no, not but Shelly. There's 42 million guys doing that already. I can go on. I can go there's on. There's 42 million car mechanics too, Brad. But once again. The difference is whatever blah blah blah. I, 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 see, blah, see blah 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 blah. The once again, blah, I come blah. I come back to the fact blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know I can win blah. this I can win this battle with you because all I have to do is I'd rather have liposuction. All right, all I have to do is this one. 
I'm a woman and I have boobs. I could do that kind of stuff. And I'd... <laughs> Or I could do the nuclear one and make you really mad because I play the one I'm not supposed really to play. I would really not do that. <laughs> or I can I can say, hey, what's today? Uh, Christy and Joe Horton, uh, ninth oh. anniversary, and Hugh that Janus turning time. ten. Stop it. <laughs> or I could say, put your face up here so I can give you kisses. <laughs> or I could do FA Mobile Three Seventeen. Like I do. Or I could do this one. I'm having a party. Want to come? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Yeah, I do. <laughs> You're such a goober. <laughs> well, she asked the question. You know, yes, she, she did. If Shania called me up and said, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm having a party, want to come? I go, hell yes. I wouldn't be like Billy Currington and go, nah, not interested. What's, no, not really. What, now, what, what's he You'd says? be like, where and where do I need to get the plane ticket? <laughs> right, do I need to charter a flight? Right. Because if I do, <laughs> Shelly knows people. I think I don't think she's in the United States anymore. I think she's still in like Switzerland or something like that. You know, she left. Oh, the, I don't know. She left the country. She really did. She's like, she's like. Did she? Yeah, yeah. She's like Tina Turner. Tina Turner. I, I kind of don't blame her, but Tina Turner. Well, she's from Canada. You know, she didn't. Tina you know, Turner. No, no, no. Uh, Shania Twain's from Canada. She's Canadian. Oh, is yeah. she? I didn't know. Just like Justin Bieber's from Canada. And. That and, I knew. And, you know, Joe Biden's from Canada. I did not know that. <laughs> it's true. 627. Excuse me. By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. Happy Oh, I screwed up again. I didn't hit the right button. Happy birthday. I like the way she says Happy that. Birthday, Don't you like the way she says it? I do. Happy birthday. I like the way you, that's when when it's my birthday on February 29th. That's what Shelly always she calls me. She's Happy birthday. I do do that. <laughs> I said do do. <laughs> Here we go again. Okay, uh, what are we going to talk about this morning? There's nothing to talk about this morning. Absolutely nothing, except all sorts of crazy stuff. Well, let's talk about all sorts of crazy stuff, because that's kind of our jam. There's still more. Yesterday, there was more stuff in the news about Tashara Jones and the shots fired at the press conference. I'm going, okay, let's get over Did this. Did I know about that? Yeah, remember, we talked about it. I don't remember. You, we talked about it yesterday morning. She's at. She's doing this press conference. Remember, the mayor of oh, Kansas yes, City is okay, with her, one, yes. and she's talking, and boom, 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 four shots get fired, and yes, she says, yes, I remember. And then she says something. Then later in the press conference, she says, you know, hey, I didn't flinch because I don't, I'm used to that, and where I live, my son and I go to sleep with the symphony of gun, gunfire. Okay, now, here's, here's, here's my problem with that. If you're is the that mayor. Is that what's going on in Holly Hills nowadays? Well, no, no, if you're, Holly Hills? How do you know about Holly Hills? Huh? How do you know about Holly Hills? Shelly knows all, Brad. Well, no, no, no. But this is, isn't Holly Hills? Holly Hills is South City. This is North City. Okay. Okay. If, if, why does she, why does she put up with it? You know? I mean, if, if you're the mayor, you can change things. If, like, I'm the mayor of St. Charles, Mr. Borgmeyer, and I don't like the way things are going on down in Main Street, I change it, right? If you were, if you were, if you were the mayor of St. Peter's, uh, you know, for example, Len Pagano, and you don't like the yep. way things are in St. Peter's, he shows up and changes things, right? Why he can't? does. Yeah, that is how he does. <laughs> why, yes. why can you know if, if you're if you're if you're the county executive of St. Louis County and you know there's a problem, you can't fix it because you're operating on people. 
I'm sorry, did I say that? <laughs> what? That you don't understand what I'm saying. Huh? That's the big controversy with with what's his face with Doctor Page because he's not he's not supposed to be doctoring. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about our county executive. I'm like, no, I said of St. Louis excuse County. Excuse me. Of St. Louis <laughs> County. St. Louis County. Uh, St. Louis County. By the way, by the what? way, <laughs> my, my <laughs> I'm going to give you a big head when I tell you this. Okay. Okay. You call him my new bromance. Okay. He texted me yesterday. Uh huh. And said, "I enjoyed Shelley's remark last week, telling you to cease and desist." <laughs> you don't remember doing that, do you? No. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> By the way, I, I have I have a new column up on RadioPoop.com, and once again. I am so confused by this whole thing. I have people asking, calling me and asking me because I'm the radio poop guy. What's going on? And I go, I don't know. I have no, I've lost track. I just don't understand anymore. You know, this crazy deal with Bert Kaufman who owns these four stations. He sells these four stations to, to Paul Berry III, but yet he doesn't. And Tracy ends up buying two of them, but yet she doesn't. And yesterday I'm driving around listening to her station and her personally is on. And now you can hear real talk on 104.3, on 93.3, and now new on 107.3, and on 10.10 a.m. and 100.7. So you're, I'm with you. So I have a meeting with you afterwards. So we get in your car and I go, hey, dial up 10.10 on the radio. And it's not her station. And then we dial up 100.7 and it's the Viper. And I'm going like, okay, I'm totally confused. You know what I mean? She's talking about in St. Louis. Yeah, but we hit, we heard, we listened to 1010, and it wasn't her station. It was somebody else. It was somebody. We're li- not in St. Louis. We're that, in St. No, Charles. No, 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 no. There's a difference. That, no, no, no. That was the 1010 frequency. We can hear, we can hear that out in St. Charles County. You can hear 1010 oh, in see, St. Charles. I don't know. Yeah, you can hear 1010 in St. Charles County, and it was some gal filling in for Larry Connors. You know, on a show. That, yeah, we heard that. Right. That's supposedly that's that's the simulcast of real talk, and it's not real talk. So I'm going like, okay, so Shelly. So, see, to a certain extent, <laughs> you know what's fun about this show? What? We can say to... we can say Go al- on. we can say almost anything because everything's BS, right? It's BS in the morning. It is BS in the morning, that is true. I can say that Tracy is now working for me and she's going to take all her stations Brad. and and turn them into Gregorian chant stations. Well, all day long it's gone, um, my father wrote in heaven. Have you ever heard of Gregorian chant station? Oh, yeah, I have. It was one of my favorites. Seriously, I remember this, and it was um, it was back in the 90s because I was in school in, in uh, Springfield. Yeah. And I remember driving back home. It was me and Tiffany. Tif- excuse me, Tiffany and I. And... We were driving back. She was asleep, and I found this Gregorian chant station driving back from Springfield to St. Louis. And you thought I was kidding about that? No. And it all, was a thing. And all they do is Gregorian chants. It's usually religious. It's usually a like a not-for-profit station. Matter of fact, um, back in the day— I listened to it, and it was so— Soothing. Well, back in the day, KFUO AM, which I still, still, I think, still on the air. I think they're like 80, 880 or something like that. They used to do Gregorian chants, and on Sunday morning, I was listening to the station all the time. Um, 
what's the station the 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 the, the hippy dippy station down in uh, it's down in no, it's, it's all these you're such a dad it's all these old old hippies that run this station now that you know like it's been on the air for years no i'm serious i can't remember what's the name of the it used to be the old kdna and 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 there's a, a lady i used to listen in on sunday morning and she had the show called acapella only and it was two hours of acapella and it was really good. I love acapella. Like for, you know, like yeah. the straight. My husband, I'm a YouTube widow. And my husband. Um... Does he like acapella? Yes. Seriously? Seriously. And he, um, you know, concentrated on it for months on YouTube. On acapella? Yes. What's the name of the station? I can't, you know, I'm getting old. I can't remember these call letters anymore. I can remember stupid call letters, all sorts of things. It used to be KDNA. It's 88.1. Uh, can, I, can I tell you a story of how I got involved with them years and years and years ago before they went on the air? Sure. Years ago, when I was doing work up at Flow Valley, and uh, it's actually sort of a weird, sad story. Back because, in the 80s? Well, yeah, back in the 80s. They had a guy who was their engineer for the radio station. And You know, you and I went, you were there at the same time I was there. Do you know Flow Valley? Do you know when we were at the expo last week and Shelley's not Shelley's Tracy's Tracy's uh, sales manager Kathy Lowry, who uh, came up to me and she said, you know, she's told me this before. I was in your class at Flow Valley. She took my class at Flow Valley, believe it or not, a uh, long time ago. Okay, so anyway, I was teaching up there, and one day the engineer for the radio station got killed. It's a very sad story. He was he was climbing a tower to fix an antenna. And one of the guy wires broke, and the tower fell over, and that's what—that's not what killed him. The tower oh fell over and hit an electric line, and he was electrocuted. So he was I'm killed. I'm so sorry for that. So they didn't have an engine for the radio station, and one of the one of the administrators up there knew I was an engineer, and asked me if I would temporarily work for the radio station and engineer the radio station for a while until they found a new engineer. Sixteen years later, <laughs> I'm still the temp- <laughs> I'm still the temporary engineer of the radio station. Okay, so what's interesting at the time we were I don't know, I don't even know if the station's still on the air anymore. KCFE we we're on the, on the air at eighty nine five, and there was this goofy little station down in Cahokia that came on the air at eighty nine five. So when we increased our power, we had to get a directional antenna. So at the time. Clayton High School had a radio station. I don't know if you know this or not. That's where you went to high school. 88.1. 88.1. Clayton High School. So Clayton High School decided that they didn't want to run the radio station anymore. They couldn't afford it. And the students weren't interested, whatever. So they decided they were going to give the radio station to the St. Louis Community College District. And that was going to be the new frequency for KF- uh, KCFE. It was going to be like, you know, high-powered frequency. You could run like 10,000 watts in that station. We were running 10. So we'd go from 10 to 10,000 watts. So along come these dudes the hippy-dippy dudes, and they essentially said, look, we want that frequency. That's our frequency. If you don't give that frequency to us, and the the college administration for Flow Valley said, no, 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 Clayton High School assigned it to us, and we're going to operate it as an educational station. No, 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 you don't understand. You are going to be sued by us if you don't give us that station. We're going to sue you, and then we're going to publicize the fact that you're paying for all these attorneys to you know to fight us off and the school the members of the school district are not going to be happy because you're spending your money on attorney's fees fighting us because we want that station so what happened to the with the flow valley people they went oh it's your station take it take it take it we don't want you to get sued so these guys took the frequency that's how the station started true story and nobody believes me when i tell that story it's true story okay 
So they went on the air, and it's a bunch of guys who used to run KDNA, which was like the original hippy-dippy station. They used to be these stations all over the country. Like in, no, no, seriously. And they were all run by like, they were like, and it was interesting because they were communes. People lived at the radio station. They literally lived at the radio station. They slept on the floor and they played Bob Dylan music and they played all this crazy weird music and they played, you know, the George Carlin, you know, comedy Did they routines. snap their fingers? They did. And it was, no, we're not talking beatniks. We're talking hippy dippies. Hippie, hippie, hippies don't. What's snap the difference their between a beatnik and a hippy dippy? There's a great big difference. You Which is? You don't know the difference between a, a, a beatnik and beatniks were like, like, you know, they would snap. Like you say, if you were a beatnik, you had to be able to snap your fingers real well. Yeah. Go back and watch the old. It's, it's on TV land. I think if you watch Dobie Gillis. Crab Nebula. What is Crab Nebula? What is Crab Nebula? The smartest woman in the world just sent me crab, crab Nebula. What is Crab Nebula? Who? The smartest woman in the world just sent me Crab Nebula. That's all she sends, Crab Nebula. Anyway, beatnik, you have to have, like, see, for example, you could be a beatnik. Snap your fingers. See, you got that really good snap. I can't snap my fingers Only on like that. one hand. I cannot slap. I cannot snap with my dominant hand. So, see, what happens was the beatniks went away, and some of them became hippies, but most of them were just like rich kids, like, you know, uh, had all sorts of money that decided they just want to take LSD all the time. And like... Oh, okay, that's a hippy-dippy. Yeah, like Hunter S. Thompson. You know who Hunter S. Thompson is? No. Okay, Hunter S. I know who Bob Ross is. <laughs> Hunter S. Thompson is this crazy, weird dude who uh, was uh, everybody thinks was the world's best journalist, and all he did was talk about how much drugs he did, and then he would write articles, and he'd talk about how he'd take LSD all the time, and like, and I literally, you read the history of Hunter S. Thompson, he talks about, well, I took a tab of LSD, and I wrote this great article that was in Rolling Stone, you know, one of those guys like, okay, I. And what happened? He died way too early, drug overdose or something. You know? Anyway, how do we get talking about this? I don't know. You just go off on tangents. Uh, owner of K... Oh, she uh, she says that owner of Crab Nebula was the owner of KDNA back then. Okay. So what... It, here, let me try. 88. Let me try. I can't... It's going to drive me nuts if I can't find the call at the station. Like 80, your prostate? Well... I know I know a couple people used to be on the board KDHX there it is KDHX a couple people used to be on the board at KDHX and now the problem is supposedly they had a deal where they had the lady who was their bookkeeper I don't know if this is true or not this is allegedly that somebody was embezzling money and nobody was making donations and you know why KDHX doesn't do well anymore why there's this crazy thing called the internet and if you want to listen to crazy, weird music, you just go on the internet. You find it. You don't have to listen to KDHX anymore. And see, the other problem was they suffer from the problem of radio is that it's like a Swiss army knife of radio. You can turn it on at 6 o'clock on a Tuesday morning and they're playing uh, Benny Goodman songs. And then you can turn it on on uh, 8 o'clock on a Tuesday morning and they're playing you know, Led Zeppelin or something like that. You know, it's like, okay, you never know what you're going to get. Now, some people like that, but that's not the way radio works. Radio is like, for the most part, radio is like McDonald's. You show up at McDonald's, you always know you're going to get a Big Mac. That's the, and when you listen to this station, you always know you're going to hear, hear insightful, smart things from Shelly, <laughs> and you're going to hear BS from me, right? It's, it's simple as that. I don't know about all that BS, but I know you'll always walk away with a golden nugget. <laughs> It's six Speaking four. of nuggets, uh, wait, hey, wait, hold, 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 wait, we we gotta get, we can't get behind your 
hold that thought, and we'll start the next break with speaking of nuggets, okay? Okay. 646. Bye. By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. It is BS in the Morning, Westplex 107.1, 104.5, KSLQ and AM 1350. Crap, you can check out our uh, homepage for the uh, morning show, bsinthemorning.show. Now, your nugget, what were you going to talk about? Your nugget. You say you had a nugget, and I said, oh. Oh, no. I said, speaking of nuggets, okay. which I have, my little grandbaby, she, um, they took these beautiful newborn pictures, and that little nugget sat there and smiled through most of them. No, and it could have been gas, sat- or it could have been the fact that she <laughs> could have been gas. Was- Huh? Could have been gas. Well, seriously, <laughs> when when a baby sits there, when, like a new 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 baby baby, yeah. Um, when they are born, that's how they you know that they have gas. When their little face turns red and they smile, I'm like, oh yeah, this is going to be a gusher. Well, no, hold on a minute. I've I've raised four kids. I've never yes. had that experience before. I don't think any of my kids... Everybody has that experience, Brad. I don't think I've ever had that experience before. My kids never smiled and then had gas. You know? I mean, I don't think that ever it's happened. It's a thing. It, it may be in your, in your line of, uh, of, of the, of the in family my, in tree my it is. Yeah, yeah, in your In your part of Ancestry.com, it's a thing. But in my part, it's like, I don't think my kids <laughs> ever did that. They, they never smiled and, oh, oh, smile. No, that ask, was... Ask... Ask your bride, your ex-bride. I, I'm pretty sure she'd agree with me. I don't remember them ever doing that. I don't know. And my kids never turn red either. What? It, my kids, their face never turn red. When they pooped? No, they never turn, face never turn red. <laughs> they do, Brad. No. I'm not making this Once up. Once again, it must be your... Must be I, your... I mean, seriously, I've known this my whole life. And now I have this beautiful little nugget, and... She's doing what I know that babies do. Shelly, I have raised I have raised four kids and I and once again, I was a very much of a hands on father. I told you the bizarre story how I used to go to Willicker's restaurant back in the day. When yeah. I, I used to yeah. take all four kids with me and women would come up to me. They would come up to me and say, Okay, we've been, my girlfriend and I, we're sitting at the table over there and we're watching you. What's the deal with you? What, are, are you a widow or are you divorced? They're no. like puppies. They're like women. You know, little babies and, and well-behaved kids are like, you know, like catnip to women. It's not all women, but some women would not believe me when I told them I changed their diapers. Not the women's diapers, but, you know, my kids' diapers. <laughs> That didn't I'm like, come out okay, right. that's what she said. <laughs> that, didn't, that didn't come out right. When I changed my kids' diapers, I mean, they were like, and, well, well, if you, they have to change the diaper, what do you do? I change it. Well, well, you, you're a man. I know. Yeah, I can, I'm a man, and I can act like a father. A father should. A father should be, uh, you know, like a Swiss. I, that's funny, because I can't act like a mom. <laughs> but, but the thing is, like, why is it so... <laughs> Tiffany's always been the adult. Well, why is it so unusual that a dude would change diapers? You know what I mean? Um... I mean, like, whenever my daughter would smart off to me, like, you know, like, last, like a couple days ago when she smarted off to me, I'd look at her and go, hey, remember, I used to change your diaper. And then she'd go, oh, oh, and then she shuts up. She won't say anything anymore. 
See, that's like that's like the the end of the conversation. No matter what, if she's mad at me, I go, "Hey, remember I used to change your diaper," and then she doesn't say anything. <laughs> no, I don't. I but see, <laughs> oh, hold it. I the, the smartest woman in the world. Uh, meconium. What is meconium? She meconium said, is what they're surrounded by, and I know what meconium is because Tiffany. Um, isn't that swallowed what swallowed it? Isn't that, that happens a lot? No, hold. Isn't that what Superman's afraid of? If you give, no. if you put meconium, no, it's that's kryptonite. kryptonite. That's kryptonite. That's right. <laughs> it's not meconium. <laughs> Who doesn't know what that is? Kryptonite. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so it's like you're my kryptonite. Okay, so meconium is what now? It's baby poop. It's it's their first poop, and it's in the womb. Yeah, but you're saying your 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 granddaughter is what, two weeks old now or something like that? Three weeks old? What is she? Two weeks old? Yeah, and, that's and, I, I don't know. So let me get this straight. No. You're saying that she looks at grandma, she smiles, she turns her face turns red, and then she poops. That's what you're telling me, right? This is a different <sighs> Isn't that what you're telling me? She Oh, there's grandma. Yes, but that's not meconium. I I Tiffany swallowed meconium when she was a baby, and she was, like, when she was born, and she was rushed off to Nick, the NICU. Right. Sounds like my first son. My, yeah. My first son was, and once again, Dr. Orlander thanks you for saving my son's life. Because he yep. did. Dr. Orlander. I think he still practices. I think I looked that up recently. Dr. Orlander, my first son, Brett, who's now this great big hulking six foot six kid who looks like he, you know, you wouldn't want to meet him in a dark alley, but he's the nicest kid in the world. Uh, he was born, see, and his mother heard me say this on the air and she got mad at him. He wasn't born dead. Well, he died. He was, he was not, he was not among the living for a, for a, for a while. And they brought him back to life. She doesn't know. I know because I was in the NICU with the doctor and I was in the NICU with the doctor when they were doing all sorts of stuff on him. A day, a night I'll never forget. Anyway, and I'm telling you, if I drive by, Saint, you know, the old St. John's where your daughter works, Mercy Hospital right there in 270 in Ballas. Every time I drive by, and there are days when I drive by that, you know, two, three, four times a day, you know, me out in the course of doing business, I always think of my son. Is that weird or what? And when I'm on King's Highway and I drive by Jewish Hospital, I always think of my daughter. Oh, that's right. Jewish Hospital's gone. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> they, they tore it down. <laughs> See, You're so funny. Once again, in the United States, we have a building we built, you know, they build it on Tuesday and they tear it down on Friday. Like in Europe, they build a building in the 4th century and the 21st century and the building's still being used. I don't get it. I'll never understand it. Oh, God. You know, we haven't talked about any of the fun stuff yet. We haven't talked about what? Fun stuff. We got stuff coming up. Fun stuff, okay? Fun stuff. Well, I talked about fun stuff. My little nugget is fun. <laughs> Right, fun for you. Everybody else is going like, oh my God, here she goes about her granddaughter, blah, 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 blah. Hey, I didn't think I was going to be this way. <laughs> we'll talk about, okay, we'll get this. Tiffany, because I have like little, I have very little patience for other people's children. Yeah. And Because they don't make a mind. Case in point, right. went out to breakfast with my babes hey, and my... Well, hey, but I, look, look, I don't mean to hold you back, but once again, I'm going to get way behind and the computer's going to jump uh, jump in and grab me in the throat and won't let me talk anymore. Oh, it is 6.59. Right. Okay. So I got to... I'll we, stop talking. Next break, we'll talk about that. Okay, it is 6.59, and this is BS in the morning. And she's Shelly, and she's full of BS, and I always speak the truth. By definition, an antenna is a metal whip 
designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. Westplex 107.1. I love that song. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think I've ever heard it before. Oh, my God. It's such a good. Well, here's the interesting song. It's a huge country song. Has been for a while. And so what did they do? They decided to make more money at it and become, you know, sort of a mainstream song. So they remix it with Kesha. That's Walker Hayes. And if you listen, one, it's sort of like the same thing with the Gabby, with the Gabby Barrett thing where it was a big, big country song. And then they remix it and they put in, who they put in? Shawn Mendes or somebody. I, it sings a, a duet. So same thing. If you listen to WIL, you'll hear that version. You won't hear that version. That You'll hear the version that just has Walker Hayes in it. And you listen to us now, you hear the Walker Hayes and the Kesha version. It's called Fancy Like. <laughs> it, it, there's so many good lines in it. Fancy Like. Like, for example... Do you know the definition of the word bougie? I don't, but people have been using that. <laughs> yes. Well, it's one of these words that's uh, here. Let me, let me. Uh, I looked this up the other day, um, uh, and and of course there are some there are some definitions we can't say on the air of bougie. But uh, the official, the one that everybody pretty much uh, uh, takes as far as. Uh, Wikipedia, not Wikipedia, Urban Dictionary. People pretending or think they are high class, but they're really not. <laughs> oh, that's me. And, <laughs> okay, and once again, you read it in a sentence like Urban Dictionary does, and most of the sentence I can't read on the air, and this one is no, is no, 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 no different than that. Okay, here's example one of bougie in a sentence. That mm with a Louis Vuitton bag and designer glasses complaining about her expired coupons at Target is a bougie. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and here's here's the second one. The hmm who go wine tasting but still live with their parents are bougie. So in other words, you're trying you're like you you live you live like in 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 like uh, the not so hot part of town, but you like you try to look like you live in like Huntley or Ladue or something like that. Anyway, okay, so I had to cut you off the last minute you were going to say, and, you know, I have people to complain. You never let Shelly talk. Well, we've got this clock. People say that. You never tell me what they say. Oh, my God. You don't want to know. Yes, I do. Sometimes they say things about you that are just, like, not nice. I don't care. <laughs> I, <know you laughs> I want to hear them. We've had our share of that already. They usually say not bad things about me. You know, it's like it's like I told you the classic story. No, that's the stuff I really want to hear. If Randy Bluestone was still alive today, I could call him up and he would tell the story of, I think her name was Jenny Voss or something like that. I don't know. She used to be on the school board in Francis Howell, and she used to work at KFAV. Oh my God, Randy just loved that story. That was the story. <laughs> oh, is that the lady that came in and said, you know about that Brad Hildebrand? <laughs> oh, no. And you were standing right there? No, 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 no. Well, <laughs> Randy Bluestone, guy owns Country Club Car Wash. Wonderful guy. Unfortunately, died way too late. He was your dear friend, and I'm he, sorry that he was for a, your loss. Well, him and I had, at first, we had a love-hate relationship because he was... I know how that is. He was not wild about me because of the fact that he thought I was just one of the regular radio guys trying to rip him off, and he did get ripped off by another radio station. He got, he got, shall we say, as Shelley would say, he got bent over by another radio station, okay? Why... I would say that. Yes, you would. No, that's not what I would say. Well, anyway. What I would say, I'm not going to say, because then you'll capture it and use it against me. I'm not going to do that. Okay. Anyway, one day, I'm going to see him, 
and I pull into the parking lot, and he sees me come in. He sees me, you know, pull up to his office, and he calls me on the phone. I'm going like, okay, he knows I'm coming. I have an appointment to go see him. Why is he calling me on the phone? And he says, hey, he says, uh, come in my office. Somebody I want you to meet. So I go into his office. This is right there at Highway K&N, car wash, country club car wash. So I go into the office, and as I walk up the hall into his office, and I go around the corner, and he's sitting at his desk, and as I walk in, he puts his hand up, like, stop, don't say anything. And then he, like, he puts his hand up, and then he puts his finger up to his, you know, mouth, like, you know, the show symbol, shh, you know, just like that to me, okay? So there's a woman who I've never seen in my life, never seen in my life. I have no idea who she is. And, and, and Randy says, okay, what were you telling me about Brad Hildebrand? And she just goes off on me. Well, he's a crook. He's a this, he's a that, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, you know, he's a rapist. He's a, he's a, he's a. Okay, that's, we get the point. Go on. You know, I mean, every bad thing you can say about me. And Randy's just sitting there and he's just smiling and he's just like eating this up and she's going on and on and on and about oh, I'm a crook I'm this I'm that I'm a terrible radio person blah 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 and then she's done and he says are you done and she goes yeah and he he looks at me and he looks at her and he says Janie I think her name Janie Voss I think that was her name and he says to her see that guy in the in the door frame right there and he, she looks at me, and he says, do you know who that is? And she goes, no, I have no idea who that is. And he says, that's Brad Hildebrand. <laughs> she turned red. like She turned red like you claim your, your granddaughter turned red. It was so funny. I mean, and it was like, it was, and, and You he, mean she pooped herself? Oh, my. I, and, and what's funny about it is, that was funny. He thought that was the funniest thing in the world and for probably two years after that he would say remember that day when uh, you came into my office and that gal was in there just ripping you to shreds and she had no idea who you were <laughs> i go yeah i can i kind of forget that and he'd laugh he'd go boy that was so funny that was one of the funniest things i ever saw <laughs> because here's someone who's you know think about it for a minute it is funny in the respect that someone who's like, I've never met in my life, and I'm standing there, and she's t- saying all these nasty things. It would be like you walking into a room, and nobody know who we are. Man, that's Shelly Barr. She's a terrible person. Yeah. And then, and then somebody says, That's who? happened before. <laughs> well, I mean, it's... <laughs> I'm just one, saying. It's one of those things. It's like, okay. And he just loved that. I mean, he, and you had to know Randy. Randy was, Randy was an interesting guy. Randy is the guy who gave me the insight in life that I think his exact quote was something to the effect, the more blankety-blank you can give someone, the closer you are as a friend. And think well, about Well, you it. must be my very best friend <laughs> well, then, Brad. But, but think about that for a minute. When you're around, let's say, let's say you get invited to somebody's house for the first time. Let's say you get invited to somebody's house for Thanksgiving, and there's like a family of like a whole group of people. What do they start doing? They start ragging on each other, right? Well, you know, Uncle So-and-so, Uncle So-and-so's sitting right there. Uncle So-and-so, he's so stupid. You know, and then they all laugh. <laughs> well, Aunt So-and-so, you know, she's the dumbest woman in the world because you know what she did? And then the father says, you are my son, Waldo, over there. He's so stupid. You know, you know what I mean? But it's all good-natured stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Or maybe I just hang with different families because that was always, you know, you know what I'm saying, right? It's like it's like talking smack 
on a on a on an athletic team. It's like you know you hear the guys you know like the you know the guys who are like professional ball players, even like you know amateur teams. Like one of my sons' little little league team. You know my oldest sons. The kids would just unmercifully rag on each other all the time. You know, oh, so and so, boy, that was a great hit. Not you know it was that kind of stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not <laughs> because they knew each other well enough that they could give each other s. You know what I'm saying? I do. And Randy's idea was the closer you are to someone, the more S you can give them, if you know what I'm saying. I do. And, and for example, you've probably, you probably know husbands and wives that are like that, that you think they're about ready to get divorced, but that's just the way they are. Hey, well, my stupid husband, you know what he did the other day? You know, that kind of stuff. But yet, Yeah, and I, I don't. I don't you don't like that? No. But you know people who I are don't. like that, right? I'm sorry. I do know people like that. Right. Yes. Okay. That's just not how I choose to live my life. Okay, move on. Two things I want to talk about this morning. One, which I thought was sort of interesting. This is a story. This is a legitimate story, um, and I have to give the background of this. Do you know who Charlie Munger is? M-U-N-G-E-R. We go way back. No, Why? You What's up? <laughs> you don't know who Charlie Munger is, okay? I don't. <laughs> Charlie Munger is, uh, what happened to it? just disappeared on me. The story I was going to read. Mrs. Here. Munger's son. Charlie Munger is one of Warren Buffett's buds. Oh, that's so nice. You they have who, a bromance. You know, Good. Who, uh, and it, 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 he's a billionaire, Charlie Munger, um, and he of was course the, he is if he's Warren Buffett's friend. Right. He was. He's vice president of Warren Buffett's company, Berkshire Hathaway. Okay, so so he's got lots of money. Okay, he donated. He, he donated two hundred million dollars. To University of California at Santa, uh, Santa Barbara, UCSB. Okay, he donated two hundred million dollars, but there's strings attached to it. He donated two hundred million dollars to build a dormitory for students. And uh, what's interesting is they're going to put in forty-five hundred students, four thousand five hundred students in this dormitory. Okay, and the interesting okay. part of the story is the people. There are people, there's one architect in particular who's on the architectural review board for buildings they built at UCSB. He resigned because <laughs> the way they want to build this building, the rooms are going to be like eight by nine feet, literally, little tiny. And most of the rooms will not have a window. Okay. And the building's going to, and it's going to be this great big square block like like a square Sounds like a jail. Well, that's what they're saying. And here, Even uh, a jail has a window. It says the building would house a maximum of 4,500 students in single occupancy rooms, the vast majority entirely closed off from sunlight. And matter of fact, uh, the architect, this guy's uh, Jim McFadden is his name. McFadden called the design a social and psychological experiment with no with an unknown impact on the lives and personal development of the undergraduates the, the university serves okay so they show a picture of the room they have a mock-up in the room and it's this little tiny room and it's like it almost looks like a doctor's office you know like a little room it's got like a it's got like a you know thing with shelves underneath and like a like a little tiny mattress and there's like one little tiny bookcase and a desk that you could probably put your laptop on that's pretty much it and the idea behind it is that he he says get this Charlie Munger believes his design would force students out of their rooms and into common areas for more interpersonal interactions. 
But McFadden, the architect, said there is, quote, an ample body of documented evidence showing that interior environments with access to natural light, air, and views to nature improve both physical and mental well-being of occupants. So so he wants, they want to build this building. And I'm think, the first thing I'm thinking is, okay, if we called up John Schneider and said, hey, John, they're going to build a building with 4,500 rooms in it. Just think about that. 4,500 rooms. Yeah, they have to have like a second second egress. That's what I thought. I mean, how in the world? I mean, if you don't like, if you're in an interior room and this, keep in mind, this room is good. This, this building's going to be like a big square. If you looked at it from the, from the top, it's going to be a big square. So in other words, there are going to be people who are like four, five, six rooms in from a window. You know what I mean? There's going to be all these different halls and things like that. First off, a, if a fire starts, how do you get out? You know, second off, how do you know where you're at? It's going to be like a maze. You know, I mean, I, I, I read that story and thought to myself, you know, my dad was a civil engineer. And you know, my dad always get mad about it. He would get, he would say these things all the time. He'd say, those damned architects design stuff and then they make us build it. Because he would have architects would come to him and, oh, look at this fancy design. And there was like no way to build it structurally. You know, had all sorts of crazy things. He would show me things like, look at this. This architect wanted to do this, and there's no way it would work. Because my dad, that's what he did. He was an analytical kind of guy. He was an engineer. And, you know, I mean. Engineers he, are a different breed. Well, he told me the story that, I mean, <clears throat> this is, a, he, he went to Wash U. And he told me a story in one of his engineering classes. They talk about load-bearing, load-bearing uh, uh, floors, okay? And uh-huh. his professor got a bunch of guys up. And he says, okay, I, he picked out the biggest guys in the class. And he had them come up to the front of the class and went to the corner of the class. And he made them all huddle together as close as they could get. Like they all huddled together. And he had like, he had like a three-foot by three-foot square that he had taped off on the floor. And he had all these guys huddle together. And they tried to cram themselves against each other in this three-foot by three-foot square in the corner of the room, if that makes any sense. And then afterwards, he explained to them, and, he, and as the guys went back to their seats, he said, how much do you weigh? How much do you weigh? And he took the weights down and he calculated out how many people. And he said that was the design of how floors are designed to withstand so many square feet, you know, so many pounds per square foot. So he figured out that these guys, you know, total, I don't know, it's like I think he said five or six guys were able to squeeze in this little corner of the classroom. And they figured out that there was, you know, there was like 1,200 pounds. And then they figured out the fact it was it was, uh, it was three by three, so it was nine square feet, you know, uh, blah, blah, blah. And they figured out, you know, and that's, he said, that's how the buildings are designed. And I'll never forget that because he told me that's one of the things that rate made him think about, like, how one of the basic elements of design. That, you know, when you walk into a building, when you walk into your house, your house designed to have so many pounds per square foot in that building, you know, in your house. If you try to drive a car into your garage, it's fine because it's concrete, you know, floor. But if you tried to drive a car into your front, you know, your front living room, if if you could put a garage door, the car would probably fall through the, the floor because it's not designed to handle that kind of a load per square foot. Get what I'm saying? Okay. So it was one of those things that always stuck with me. So anyway, this Charlie Munger guy... You know, uh, they still want to build this building, UCSB, with 4,500 dorm rooms in it. I'm thinking to myself, wouldn't that be like hell? Wouldn't you? I mean, maybe that's the whole idea. Wouldn't that be like hell? No, think of, like you said, it's like a prison. Yeah, I don't think I'd like that. I mean, and I'm not, I, I don't particularly like windows because I cover them up anyway. But in that situation, I would like a window so they have a second way of egress. 
Well, that's the way I looked at it, and I think that's yeah. I think that's why most what people. What if they're going to get fire suppression? I don't know. I mean, yeah, well, you know, that's Shelly's an expert in that. She can look in a building and she can say, "Yeah, that building has a sprinkler system. You can't put a drop ceiling in that building." Fight <laughs> me, Brad. Oh, look, seven twenty-one. Oh, we're not done yet. Okay, <laughs> and we're not done yet. Okay, here's an article I read over the weekend, and once okay. again, I'm thinking to myself, "Will people stop this stupid race thing?" The article is. The Atlanta Braves may win the World Series, but they face a tougher opponent off the field. And it's this guy by the name of John Blake. It's a CNN article. Quote, Atlanta has long been called a black mecca, but in the 1990s it was also known for something else. The home of some of the country's baddest black superstars. Okay? And he, this whole article goes on about how, you know, he's talking about Fred McGriff and, and Deion Sanders all the, and David Justice, all these athletes who uh, were from Atlanta and how uh, Atlanta is like 51% black, blah, 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 blah. Okay, here's a quote. But when Reverend Michael Clayton Harris, co-host of Red and Rev Sports Show, attended a recent Braves game at Truist Park, he sat in a crowd of overwhelmingly white fans in a predominantly white suburb while a soundtrack of mostly rock and country music played over the sound system. Okay, Do you have a prob- do you have a problem with that? I don't know if I do or not. Let me process that. Okay, so what he's saying is baseball is racist. He's saying baseball's racist. Now, let's go back to a little thing that happened right do here in St. Louis. Do you think that? No, no. Let me, let me explain. Okay, I'll give you my explanation. Remember, remember there, used to, there was this feud between Ozzie Smith and Tony La Russa. And you know what the feud yes. was really about? You know what the feud was about? No. The feud was about, at the time, Ozzie Smith was the only black player in the Cardinals. Okay. But yet there were tons of Latin American players. I guess tons of what you call brown people now. Back in the day, we wouldn't call them that, but now we call them brown people, okay? So there were tons of brown people on the team. And Ozzy took offense to that. And this article goes on to talk about this. Talks about how once upon a time, it said, I think the statistic he quotes, that once upon a time in baseball, there, you know, 17.8% of the players on any team were black and now it's eight percent okay but here's the interesting part of it the interesting part of the story is that for the most part nowadays black athletes want to play basketball and football and the interesting part of this you know why especially they want to play basketball and football in college why because of the huge huge aspect they have of now being able to name image and likeness stuff you know we talked about that and not only the fact but there are tons of ways they can make money once they get out of college. And now they can make a ton of money in college because they can sell their name and stuff like that. And now, and not only that, there's tons of, of black athletes who get full-ride scholarships because that's what yes. they want. They want to play football. They want to play basketball, okay? And the Cardinals have grappled with this because of the fact that they have tried to build baseball fields in, in North City and things like that because – for the most part, and I'm not trying to be racist, it's just a fact of the matter. Black kids don't want to play baseball. They want to play football and they want to play basketball, okay? And not only that, is the, the reason you have so many, uh, you know, like Albert Pujols from the Dominican Republic and all these guys from, you know, uh, you know Haiti and, and Puerto Rico and stuff like that, uh, because of the fact that they play baseball year-round. Down in the Caribbean, you can play baseball on Christmas Day just as well as you can play baseball on April 20th because the the temperature is is moderate and you can play year round right and they love baseball 
So here you have these people coming out of the Dominican Is it Re- called baseball, though? Yes. No, it's called football. In, in the, no, it's called baseball. No, it's called baseball. There are some places that it's called football. No. There are some places that it's called soccer. But we're not talking We're talk, not talking football and soccer. We're talking baseball. Okay? So he so here's here now he goes on to talk about how 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 Mercedes-Benz Stadium is downtown in Atlanta but yet they moved the old uh, the old uh what, Turner Park whatever it was uh, where they used to play the Braves used to play uh, in in uh, downtown Atlanta now they moved it out to I think out to Cobb County or county or something like that so um it says, and he goes on, he says, I've lived in Atlanta for 30 years, and I've long heard this talk in barbershops and sports bars. Some black fans say the team has few, if any, African-American players they can relate to. Others believe that, team, that the team left Atlanta because its suburban white fans felt uncomfortable coming to games downtown where they were surrounded by black people. Do you believe that? I mean, I'm going like, okay, what is this? And then here's, here's the classic one. Here's a classic quote the guy puts in this article. And I'm going like, this guy, I mean, obviously he's a black dude. And it's like, it's like, dude, I mean, get real. I mean, it's to the point where, to me, it's stuff like this that ticks me off because this is what makes the racial divide even worse, okay? This is one of the, let me read, read you this one paragraph. The crowds for Falcons and Hawks games in the city's downtown are filled with black and brown faces, but the throngs of Braves fans who passed through on their way to Turner Field were noticeably whiter, and some white fans looked palpably nervous as I watched them navigate black crowds on their way into the Hawks Arena and Falcons Stadium. So this guy is saying he's looking at white people and going, oh, I've got a look in my face, and oh my God, I'm afraid. Do you believe that? I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you're going to stand and watch people... You know, you know, you know, you know. I, I, I can watch people go into the Blues games, and you know what? I look in their faces. You know what they're looking in their faces when they walk into the Blues games? What's that? Where's the beer stand? Right. That's the look on their face. Right. <laughs> I want a beer. I want a beer. I mean, I, I'm going like, okay, here we go again. The reason we have this crazy racial divide is because there's nitwits like this writing these stupid articles. He's standing there watching people go into the into the into the Hawks and the Falcons, you know, the Hawks Arena and the Falcon Stadium, and he's got and what do you say? They have they they, they 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 the white fans look palpably nervous as I watch them navigate black crowds. You know, you know me, you know which which schnooks I shop at, right? I do. I'm the only white guy in the place. And it's like, yes. it's like no big deal. You know, I, I don't, you know, I don't understand this whole thing. Do I have a palpable look in my face when I walk into the schnooks? Like, oh my God, hey, there's black people in this store. They're people. See, I actually used to shop at this. It, it was a predominantly black store. It was a clothing store over in NoCo. And, um... They, they they actually, they had the funnest clothes. Well, and so I used to go over there and and shop, and they've closed it. See, and I'm, I'm heart sick about it. You're talking to a guy. I'm the guy that if you said to me, hey, let's have lunch in East St. Louis today, I'd say, no problem. I love I loved going to East St. Louis. I think what's happened to East St. Louis is sad. You know, and once again, I don't have a problem. North City, my parents grew up in North City. I, you know, I could go to North City right now. Wouldn't bother me at all. And I don't get this. I'm going like, okay, maybe there are people that are going, oh, my God, I'm going, you know, and I, you know people like that. But the same story, like I know people that won't go to Illinois. Oh, I, I don't go to Illinois. I don't cross the river. Why is that? Well, I don't want to have that gal do a lap dance on me. Okay, <laughs> think about that for a minute. You don't go to Illinois because you're afraid some gal's going to jump out while you're driving down a highway, open up your car door, and do a lap dance on you. That's not Illinois. 
You think that's Illinois. Maybe in some spots, maybe that's Sauget, but that's not Illinois. You know what I'm saying? No, it's really not. <laughs> because I've Illinois never... is boring and flat. Matter of fact, I was driving down 170 the other day, and a lady jumped out right in front of me at Ledoux exit and did a lap dance on my hood. I'm going, come on, this is, this is Ledoux. This shouldn't happen. You're so odd. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that as a compliment, I think. It was meant with the <laughs> utmost respect and affection. Hold on, I'll figure out where I'm at. Hold on a minute. Where am I? Okay, I'm right here. Okay, it's 729. By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. Westplex 107.1 and AM 1350. Crap 107.1. Westplex 104.5 KSLQ. Did I give them all, Shelly? Am I doing okay? <laughs> You're doing good. Or I could be like Tracy and say, and KMOX 1120 and 97.1 <laughs> and 96.3. And Pi. Yeah, they're all on, the, all on the Brad Network. Yes, even the stations we don't own which we claim we own, but yet we don't own. They're all part of our network. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I went up a little do bit. Do you feel better? I do. Okay. First okay. off, okay. Let that's me, what this is all about. Let me, yeah, it's therapy for me. <laughs> it is. Okay. Huh? Why should I spend money on a, on a shrink or a, or a therapist when I just come on the air with you and just bare my soul? Okay. Um, that's true. First off, let me remind people that it's getting to be that time of the year, bell ringing season for the for – the, uh, um, Salvation Army. Salvation okay? Army. The Salvation Army bell ringers, not probably next week, but for sure the week after, you'll start to see them out and about. And, and obviously, once we get around Thanksgiving and after Thanksgiving, you'll see the bell ringers. Look, you got a buck in your pocket, stick it in the kettle. The Salvation Army does great things. Now, we also need Thank bell you. ringers. Go to Rent Us for a Day. That's the column. That's the, the website that Shelly just, I, I put it up over the weekend because she said to me, you know, you got that thing for Rent Me for a Day. Why don't you do Rent Us for a Day? So I spend my entire weekend put this website together. I put it up, and Shelly does nothing with it. <laughs> that's a whole other story. <laughs> really? <laughs> you, you really want to go there? <laughs> well, it's the truth. You bugged me about this, and I did it, and then I put it up. You, I said, told you, told you yesterday, hey, I got Rent Us for a Day up. Yeah, and are you going to put something up there? Oh, I'll think about it. <laughs> Weren't you the one that wanted us to do this? Yeah, but now that it's up there, I don't know if I want to have anything to do with it. Okay, fine. Brad, hey, what, what, Shelly? You saw me yesterday, right? Yeah, I saw you yesterday. Uh huh. Did I look like I felt well? You looked like a dime yesterday. Huh? You looked like a dime. You know what a dime is? No. You don't. You don't understand what that is? No. If a dude says she's a dime, you know what that means? Oh, she's a ten. Right, right. Ten dime is ten cents. Right. So she's she's a ten. You were a dime. So yesterday. she's cheap. Yeah. You know what? You look like a quarter yesterday. I I, I take I take it one step further. You look like Susan B. Anthony yesterday. You look like a dollar. You were a dollar yesterday, babe. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> Okay, anyway, rentusforaday.com. They need yes. you to ring bells. Salvation Army people, they're wonderful folks. They do good things. We know we've been involved with them. They are a group of humble people who are there to serve humanity. And I say yes, that. and they do. And they do. It's not like some of these charities where you go to their headquarters and they got some fancy schmancy building. It's not like Humane Society. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry I'm getting in trouble with them now. <laughs> 
who have a never mention the dogs a 10 million dollar building and yet you know and yet well we don't pay any taxes because we're not for profit we have these people that call the radio station should i tell this shelly people call the radio station all the time should i not tell the story no and they started by saying we're not for profit can you give us free advertising why do you ask my why do you ask my opinion and then completely disregard it because i'm a guy we do that kind of stuff Yes, you do. <laughs> right. Women. It's, it's a Mars Venus kind of thing. <laughs> women are the smart people in the world. And the guys are dumb like me. We're all stupid guys. You know, if we were, if we were smart, we'd be women. Right? That's true. And, and as our president says. There's not a single thing a man can do that a woman can't do as well or better. Not a single thing. And I agree with that 100%. And you know I do. Because that's the upbringing of my, my mom. My mom was like yes, that. Yes, yes. You I do you. live live by that. I'm telling you. That code. We need a woman president. We need Kamala Harris. Hold on. Let me think No, we don't. We need somebody that's going to be in the, in the visible. <laughs> we need. <laughs> and you know what? If we had Kamala Harris, there'd be a new holiday. What would it be? National Laugh at Tragedy Day. So, like, there, there would somebody would say, like, hey, Kamala Something just had bad happened in Houston, and 10 people were killed in this terrible car accident in the interstate. Oh, really? <laughs> 10 people killed? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> You're so bad. Well, that's the way she is. <laughs> she laughs at everything. Hey, Kamala, you know. The, she's probably nervous. The San Francisco. she's never around. The Golden Gate Bridge just fell into the water, and we don't know how many people have died. Oh, really? The Golden Gate Bridge? Oh, I love that place. It's so pretty. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're really not. Sorry, not sorry is what you should say. <laughs> okay, here's my story of the morning. This lady, na- his la- her, her name is Crystal Bowling Barton, okay? And okay. she used to be a principal at a Buffalo high school. Well, and she got suspended in, in 2017. And since 2017, she's been paid $606,000 because she's still on suspension and there's yet to be a hearing on her effort to fire her. So they suspended her in 2017. She's sitting at home, probably not sitting at home. She's still making her salary. She's made $606,000 since 2017. The Buffalo News report. (laughs) I'm thinking to myself, sign me up. The Buffalo News yep. reported that the process to fire Crystal Bowling Barton has been moving at a snail's pace, even considering the usual, quote, slow process under the best of circumstances. The paper said the COVID-19 outbreak has also played a role in the delay. Bowling Barton, the former principal at McKinley High School, was accused of misappropriating money, a claim that she denied. WGRZ reported in 2019 that some of the funds in question are tied to purchases for an African-American exhibit at the school. The paper said Barton is accused of misusing about $10,000 over three years. No criminal charges were ever filed, but they suspended her. And she's been suspended since 2017, and they keep paying her. I'm going like, only... I wonder if that's something that just fell through the cracks. (sighs) Well, how does that fall through the cracks? I mean, like... It like, happens all the time. Shelly, if, if I were running a business and I had somebody who has been suspended since 2017 and I paid him $606,000 since 2017, do you think that would be a crack that, 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 would, that I would... It would le- if it was a huge conglomerate. Like a big school district is what you're saying. That's okay. Yes. See, a but, system. Yes, but a see, school system. Like, for example, we didn't talk about this yesterday. Do you know what yesterday was in the Rittner School District and the after school Afton School District? What? Mental Health Day. 
Mental Health Day? Yeah, there was no school yesterday in the in Rittner District or the Afton School District. And the in- interesting part of it is... Rock and, on. But, and he, get this, and you know what today is in most of the districts around the St. Louis area? Um, election Day? Professional Development Day. So there's no school, like like if you were if you had kids at Rittner or an Afton High School, your kids would have a four-day weekend. They'd get Saturday, they got Saturday and Sunday off. They got yesterday's mental health day, and they got today off for Teacher's Day. And so they would go back to school tomorrow. So they've had four days off. Okay, now, my question is, what do you do on mental health day? I can tell you what you should do. You should listen to us all day long. And that would help you your mental health. You should. Would, you should stream. You would, should go to our podcast. That would help mental health. You can just health. listen to us. <laughs> Every single day. And then you'd say, I thought I was screwed up. I'm not screwed up at all. Those two people are screwed up. I'm just a normal person. So, okay, and get this. Also, did you know that not only is it Teachers Development Day, but in the Hazelwood School District, they're off today because of the fact that that they don't want the kids in the schools with you and me going to vote. Since a lot of the schools are polling places, yeah, that's true. They close the schools now. The, the, the schools close on election day. And I'm going like, okay, so why don't they move the election headquarters to like a church instead of a school? Matter of fact, I had this discussion yesterday with a teacher friend of mine. And I'm telling you, it was amazing. This was a female teacher, okay? and Do I know this person? You do not. And what's mm-hmm. interesting is that this person, a she, a female teacher, because my question was, why aren't there any men teaching grade school? Think about it. And at, at this particular school... My very dear friend from my childhood, he actually was a, um, a, a third grade teacher, I think. Okay, well, this is something we'll talk about tomorrow. We'll put this on the calendar for tomorrow because this, okay. this, because this is interesting. A woman telling me what she told me shocked me about why there aren't men teaching grade school. I why? Mean, oh, I'll tell you tomorrow. It was fascinating because the fact at first, I thought to myself, okay, and you're okay with that? What she told me was just like a shocker. But think about it for a minute. Like my kids, um, my, I'm trying to think, all my kids went through the same school, and I think only once or twice. So I had four kids. You figure that they were in, you know, they went through, you know, kindergarten through fifth grade, or through, no, through sixth grade, seven, eight, nine. No, they went six, seven, and eight. Yeah, that's right. The kindergarten through fifth grade, and then they went to junior high at sixth, seventh, and eighth, and they went high school, nine, 10, 11, 12. Okay. So, uh, or junior high, middle school, whatever they call it now. So, and all my four kids, I think in grade school, they only had two male teachers. And I think my one son, I don't think he had ever had a male teacher. I think it was all women teachers. And once again, I'm not saying anything wrong about that, but this woman who I know, who is a teacher at a grade school, told me why men aren't teachers at grade schools. And it shocked me. It just shocked me. I was shocked. Did you know that? Why don't you tell me what it is? Because so I can gotta... like both be shocked together. Because <laughs> I gotta wait till tomorrow. So because we've got to give some nugget. You talked about nuggets. We have to have some nugget that we throw out there that people go, Well, I need to tune into BS in the morning tomorrow. Find out what he's talking about. Oh, got it. <laughs> it's called recycling our audience. Rick Torcasa would be proud of me. Who? Rick Torcaso. Oh, okay. One of my ex-bosses. We used to call him Taco Sauce. You have a, you have a lot of those, don't you? <laughs> well, 
<laughs> let me think. When I worked at the original KSLQ, I think I had, I don't know, six general managers, about 20 different program directors. I mean, it was crazy. It was just, it was like, it was like a revolving door. I mean, we, and disc jockeys, we had one guy that we hired on a Monday and he got fired on a Wednesday. Can you believe that? Three days. I do. Gone. Register to ring is the is the web address for you to sign up to be a Salvation Army bell ringer. Register to ring, just like it sounds, R-E-G-I-S, R-E-G-I-S-D-E-R, register to ring.com. Okay, it is 646. By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. Are you excited? I am. Westplex 107.1, you know that's the number one song in the country right now? Is it really? At least according to, uh, you know, what's-his-face, Ryan Seacrest, who's the number three disc jockey in the, in the country, or in, in Los Angeles right now. Do you know that? I totally wouldn't have known that, <laughs> because it's not my favorite song. You don't like it? I didn't say I didn't like it, it's just not my favorite. I had to edit the daylights out of that one. Man, he drops off some F-bombs in there. He does? Oh, my God, it's terrible. I mean, you know, like probably half the songs we put on the radio right now, I have to edit the S and the F-bombs out of. I'm telling you. It's to the point where, like, you know, I don't think, you know what the problem is? Our educational system has has, has uh, failed us. Yeah, you know that they're not teaching, which still bothers me, they're not teaching cursive anymore. Well, they're not teaching shop or anything like that as well, too. I mean, you know, Well, think they about haven't it. done that for a long time. But I know, cursive, but how crazy is that? That's a life thing that will get them through their, their entire life. How crazy is that? We know people like Caleb Hunter, okay? Caleb Hunter, if they taught... He's amazing. If they taught electricity in school. Like, I took, electric, I took electricity and, electro, and electronics class in, in high school, okay? I loved as it. As did I. Okay. You you got a you got a degree from the government in electronics and stuff like that, right? I do. Yeah. Okay. So why don't they teach that in high school? Because you know why? Because the schools are still stuck in this. Well, you school should be preparation for you to go to college. Okay. What does Brad say about college nowadays? Waste the time, waste the money. Don't go. Save your money. And once again, I've got a father who had we don't know how many degrees my dad had when he died I and mean, we know he had his bachelor of, of science and civil engineering and he had i don't know three or four other degrees my mom was the same way you know very well educated but you know what um and you know like look at my kids i have four kids two of them one of them who's an attorney one of them who has a computer science degree you know an electrical engineering degree one of them who's a high school dropout and one of them would have been a high school dropout if it wasn't for me showing up at the high school every day going like, okay, go to class, go down that hall, go to your right, sit in that chair, sit there all day long. I'm exaggerating just a little bit. But, you know, nowadays... You know, there's nothing wrong with being a high school dropout. I, you know what? They, they actually end up succeeding in life. What did I tell you? I said if I had my life to do over again, when I was, if I was 16, I would have dropped out of school. Screw this. I'm done. Well, that's because they weren't fulfilling you. You're you're a brainiac. I was no, I'm a dumbest guy in the world. If I were brainiac, I'd be rich. If I were brainiac, I'd be Elon Musk and I'd be That's not necessarily I'd, accurate. I'd be telling that food dude to go shove it. You ever heard that story the in this? Food dude? You ever heard this story? Some no. some guy what's the guy's name? I mean, once again, it's one of these people we this is the way life should be. What's the guy's name? The guy's name is I find it I just saw it just a minute ago. Food um, dude? Yeah. This guy's name is, um, let me see if I can find this story. Is he the dude with the white hair? He's, he claimed that Elon Musk could solve the world hunger problem if Elon Musk 
gave $8 billion to him. He's essentially saying, hey. If all the rich people got together and got $8 billion, we'd be, we'd be golden. But the problem is Elon Musk shot back that there's all these, like, for example, he gave examples of these countries that are in civil war. And they're purposely starving the people. And they send food to these countries, it never gets to the people that need it. The people who are like the elite, you know, sit and, you know, the planes come in. Oh, let's go eat Mm -hmm. at the airport. And they they stuff themselves and there's nothing left. And then the poor people don't get it. See, once again, and here in the United States, okay, the poorest person in the United States is probably one of the richest people in other countries. I mean, you know, think about that for a minute. And, you know, I've seen it firsthand. I mean, I've not been, to, you know, around the world, but I've been to crazy places. Like I was in Tijuana. I, I, I spent a day at a children's hospital in Tijuana. Okay. What was I doing there? Don't ask. Okay. And then after we spent, you know, the part of the day, I went to where people lived and people lived literally under pieces of plywood, four by eight sheets of plywood held up with like a two by four. And that was their house. Okay. So I've seen poverty. I get it. But, and we don't have that in the United States. The crazy thing about it is these homeless people you see in the United States, you know, I mean, they do okay. Get what I'm saying? I do. Remember on my birthday, I had the fight with the guy. <laughs> you did. We, I was talking about that the other day. <laughs> if you know this story. <laughs> he was coming over here, get off my corner. <laughs> yeah, he threw... <laughs> My he was birth- going to teach you a thing or my two, buddy. Birthday on my and you're birthday. like, it's my birthday. Don't hit me. <laughs> I went. And- I just want to make a buck. Can't blame a dollar. Can't blame a man for wanting to make a buck. I've always wanted to. I've told Shelly this, and I've told other people, and they're going like, "Oh my God, if you do this, I'll be so embarrassed." So on my birthday, I made up a sign and I put a video up about it, and I went out on the interstate. And I got, matter of fact, the exit from northbound 170 on a page, which all the people are out there all the time, and I worked the sign. And I got there early that morning, and I worked the sign. And, and, and one of the local, one of the regulars shows up and tries to evict me because he makes fun of me. He said, you don't need any money. I need money. I go, how do you know? I need money. And he tells me, and, you know, he admitted to me, I shouldn't tell this story. I didn't put this in the video. He admitted to me the reason he didn't have a job? I told you this, didn't I? No. Because he didn't pay his child support and they would garnish his paycheck. So how do That you, happens completely. How do you make money and not have them garnish your paycheck? You go, you know, you go work the sign. You go on the interstate. And now it's to the point where, Shelly, I'm, I'm not kidding you. There are certain uh, exits, like for example, the exit from Westbound 70 on a 94 right there in St. Charles. There's usually uh-huh. somebody at the top of that ramp working the sign. Almost every single day. Um, remember, there was that big court case in St. Louis County where they kept throwing that guy in jail, and finally he won. And the county's got to pay him one hundred fifty thousand dollars. I'm thinking to myself, oh, hold on a minute now, one hundred fifty thousand. Should have held up for more. Yeah, he could have gotten four hundred fifty thousand dollars if he would have come across the Mexican border. And <laughs> the government's giving four hundred fifty thousand dollars. Everybody who can come, you believe that? That's just crazy. If they stuff. do that, it's crazy. That will be. I mean, but once a again, slap in the face. The ACLU. Okay. And you know, you know what's sad Americans. about? Can I tell you what's sad about that? There are people in jail right now in St. Louis County, St. Louis City, St. Charles County. There are people in jail who should not be in jail. And what does the ACLU do? They don't do squat for those people. 
They don't do squat for those people who are in jail for stupid stuff they shouldn't be in jail for because nobody will, nobody will take care of them. But yet the ACLU's down at the board, and you owe this person $450,000, but they, they're not a citizen. They try to illegally come into the country. That's too bad. You own $450,000. Okay, ACLU, why don't you go to the county jail and try to get some of those poor people out of jail who shouldn't be in jail? And there are people. If I, you know, if, if I were rich, that's what I'd do. I'd go to WashU and SLU, and I'd hire all these the lost school graduates. And I'd say, okay, I'm going to give you your first job for a year. Here's what you do. I want you to go to the county jail, the city jail. I want you to start getting people out of that jail. Because, once again, they are bad people in jail, but they are good people in jail, too. You know what I'm saying? I do. I know exactly what you're saying. Anyway, we're done for the day. Are we done? Maybe done forever after That's this just- <laughs> Okay, say goodbye. I had such a good time. Say goodbye. Bye, everyone. Have a great day. Peace and I fly.